0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Summit. I'm Mike Hancock and you're going to be listening to a a lot of great speakers on the summit and I suggest that you have a look around and see who else you want to talk to, who you want to listen to. They're going to be people who are sharing with you sales technology, how to create a passive income, um, where you can live around the world and also some of your options For getting out of the situation you're in and actually getting to a place where you can do what you want, with whom you want, and when you want, from where you want. So I'm gonna get into it now. If you have never come across me before, here's a little bit about who I am. I've lived in five countries myself. I've been both an entrepreneur and a corporate. I played in a rock band as a young man. It's where the brand Rock Your Life came from. I've written 13 books. I've done 11 albums. I've actually owned property in three countries. I've written and produced a feature film and a rock opera. I've been to 99 countries. Well, actually, it's 105 now. This is an old slide that I put in. I've owned businesses in construction, HR, films, media, publishing, events, licensing, travel, finance, resorts. And I once made $3 million in one week and lost it in the next week. (laughs) But that's another story that I may tell you one other time. Here's the thing though, my number one value is fun. And I work with two very amazing people as well. I'm gonna introduce you to them because they're lifestyle entrepreneurs as well. Here we have Dave Rogers, born in Canada, living in Singapore. Dave's lived in four countries, been an entrepreneur and a banker. As a banker, he managed a $1.3 billion portfolio in Asia through the Asian crisis. He's written four books, created numerous products, He's owned property in six countries, He co-founded the world's largest entrepreneur network. He's done business in 45 countries. He's owned businesses in resorts, publishing, events, talent management, travel and media. And the winner of the 2007 Spirit of Enterprise Award. And then we have, oh, by the way, Dave's number one value for him is respect. Okay, So that's what he really enjoys around the world is respecting other people and creating respect for himself. And then there's Lundy Jack, a business partner and my life partner as well. She's lived in three countries, built a highly successful consultancy practice, written three books and created numerous products, all of which have been in the last two years, in fact. Worked in senior management in the UK and South Africa. Uh, She's the founder of the Consultant Code and she's done business in over a dozen countries herself. She has three degrees, including a master's in industrial psychology, Lundi's constantly in the media and on radio and her number one value is freedom. So why am I telling you all this? Because here we have three very successful people come together, but all of them put their lifestyle first. In other words, all of us live where we want, we do what we want, we do it when we want, and we do it with whom we want. And the purpose of this is to share with you exactly how to do that as well. So what is a lifestyle entrepreneur? Firstly, I don't see them as being location specific. In other words, you may choose to live in Sydney or um, you know Seattle, it doesn't matter, but I see a lifestyle entrepreneur as somebody who is really somebody who could do whatever they do from anywhere around the world. I see them doing things for lifestyle and not for money. And that doesn't mean to say they don't need money, but they put their life before their business not their business before their life. And so many people just put their life on hold because of their business or career. I see these people having a strong social component, meaning that what they do is not only just to have a great lifestyle, but it's gonna be better for the world as well. It's gonna be better for their staff, better for their clients, better for their suppliers, and better for their world. And also that they're gonna simplify things. Lifestyle entrepreneurs tend to declutter They tend to keep things relatively simple so that they can move, so that they can go wherever they want. It's pretty hard if you've got a garage full of stuff to live in some of the places I'm going to show you next. Now, one of the big things I always get asked, folks, when I have somebody who is really looking at being a lifestyle entrepreneur, is saying, what does it cost to live overseas? So, I live in South Africa, I live in New Zealand, I live in the Greek islands, and I want to show you the place I was living in in the Greek islands, and uh, then I'm going to share what it costs to live in these sort of places, to live a fairly normal lifestyle for a person like me, likes to eat out all the time and, and you know, have a nice place to live. Uh, by the way, that's uh, the photo of the place I was living in the Greek islands there, South Africa, it cost me about 2200 USD a month to live here, that's going out all the time, restaurants, if you want to go to a winery, no problem, um, buying your groceries, having a great place, etc. Bali, about 2000 a month, fantastic island. A lot of entrepreneurs are moving to Bali and raising their kids in Bali, some amazing schools there. Greece is about 3000 a month, just simply because the accommodation is a little bit more expensive, particularly in high times there. And I'm not talking about doing this in the low season of the year either, this stuff. I'm talking about... Regular medium to high season here. Turkey, cheaper, 2300 Maybe if you've never been to Turkey, this is a great consideration. There's some fantastic seaside towns um, in Turkey that you can go to, like Bodrum, for instance, where you can have an amazing beach. It's the lifestyle there. internet is good. Then we've got Peru, for those of you that are a bit more adventurous. Maybe you want to live in the Andes Mountains or um, somewhere in the Peruvian jungle. That's quite cheap, 1800 a month. And France, this one might surprise you, only 3,200 a month to live in France. And I'm not talking about an apartment on the Champs-Élysées here. I'm talking about living in a beautiful French town um, somewhere in the south of France, maybe in Aix-en-Provence or maybe around the Carcassonne area. I'm certainly not talking Saint-Tropez, but somewhere where you're not far from the beach, where you've got all those beautiful cafes and local fresh produce, Italy's not much different than that as a pricing. And then you've got Thailand as well, which you can live fairly cheaply, even more cheaply than that if you want to go away from the ocean up to Chiang Mai or Chiang Rai. You see, there's nothing more devastating than wasting your life doing something that sucks. And who said that? Well, I did, so it's a good quote. And, you know, I've done that for part of my life and that's why I feel that I can say that to you. Because if you're doing something that's just not cool at the moment, then it's time to change. Now, you may not want to be able to change in the next seven minutes or even in the next seven months, but the whole idea here is to trigger something in you where you actually start to take control of your life. So why not build a business around your life and around your passions? So if you look at it here, this is something we spoke about at our Rocky Life Summit in 2014 in Malaysia, and somebody did fantastic pictures I used to, as a slide here, but really, there's a series of steps that you need to go through to build um, a business around your passions. But I want to share with you now the lifestyle entrepreneur formula. And it is a secret formula because it's really not known by too many people. But the fact of the matter is that people who actually crack this code do this fairly much um, uh, intuitively. And uh, here it comes for you success equals. Just a few things, it equals opportunities multiplied by your intuition multiplied by your decisiveness. So let me talk to you about opportunities. You see there's this thing called bright shiny object syndrome and you may be having it now looking at that photo of Dave and I standing at Machu Picchu in Peru in 2011. You may be looking at saying, I want a life just like those guys and, and I'm just going to jump at it, etc. That's what I'd call bright, shiny object syndrome. It doesn't necessarily serve you because after you do that, the next bright, shiny object that, you, um, that appears in front of you, you're going to jump for as well. So you need a way in which to start to understand what's the right opportunity for you. We have a six-step formula. So I hope you've got a pen and paper there so that you can write it down or maybe you want to pause this and go and write this down if you can pause this at all where you are so step one is that whenever an opportunity is presented to any one of the three of us the first thing that we ask is does that opportunity fit our passion and our purpose if we're not passionate about it we're not going to do it which is the reason why we turn back many many opportunities where people say oh you can make a million dollars doing this we don't care if it doesn't need our passion or our purpose. Number two is can you add value to it? Now there's a lot of things you can add value to, but what I'm really talking about is can you add value in the area which is your real expertise and in which you love? For instance, I used to be the general manager of a large financial services company, so I understand a financial reporting procedure. And I can add value by actually going through a set of accounts and telling somebody whether they're profitable or non-profitable. Do I want to do that? No. So therefore if somebody presented me with an opportunity even though I could add value in that area there but if it was very strongly weighted for me to do that I would say no. So that's number one and number two. Number three is can you leverage it? In other words can you magnify it, make it bigger than what it is now or can you multiply it, in other words stretch it out all around the world sort of like a franchise does. Number four is if it fails will it sink you? We certainly don't believe in investing our time and energy in things that if they fail, they're going to put us under and we're going to have to claw our way back to the top. Might have done that when you were 18 or 20 because you've got plenty of time, but by the time you're over 30, um, you really want to make these things a success. And there's so many opportunities that are going to come at you. I'd sincerely recommend that you don't throw everything at the one opportunity and that you really think about that fourth area there. The fifth one is, does this... Um, return motivates you. So are you motivated by the opportunity? So if this opportunity doesn't motivate you, if it's not going to get you out of bed at five o'clock in the morning because you want to, if it's not something that you might um, want to spend your Sundays doing or something like that, it's probably not the right thing for you. And the last one, number six, is does the return inspire you? Now Dave's interesting because he's always looking for a financial return on things as part of what he does. He's an ex-banker. I don't necessarily look at opportunities for the full financial return. I look at them as, are they going to be fun? Because it's my number one value. Lundy looks at an opportunity and says, is this going to allow me to have more freedom or at least the same amount of freedom? So if if it does, she's inspired. If it doesn't, she's not inspired. So there's six things, key things that you can do to, to assess an opportunity. So success equals the opportunities that are presented to you, multiplied by your intuition, meaning your gut feel. All great entrepreneurs use gut feel. Now, they don't teach this in university yet, but they should. But the fact of the matter is you actually know in your heart when something's good and when something's not good. So therefore, if you think that what I'm talking about here is not good for you, check out, go and talk to somebody else, go and listen to one of the other wonderful speakers on our summit. If you think that what I'm doing is good for you, if you feel it, then we're going to go on an amazing journey over the next half an hour or so that I've got with you. So use your intuition. Use that gut. And number third is decisiveness. I once had a billionaire tell me that the only difference between millionaires and billionaires is how fast they decide. And billionaires decide a lot faster than millionaires. And millionaires decide a lot faster than poor people. Now, here's the fact is that this equation here um, is very much, um, it's a multiplication equation. So if your current opportunities are 5 out of 10, your current intuition is 5 out of 10, and your ability to decide is 5 out of 10, well, 5 times 5 is 25, times 5 is 125. Out of 1,000, that's your score. But if you can simply work on your intuition and maybe get that to a 7, And then you can work on your decisiveness and maybe just even a little bit and get that to a six. Here's how it's going to look with the same opportunities. Five by seven is 35, by six is uh, 210. So we've got 210 as against 125. You've almost doubled your results simply by utilizing the formula. So opportunities, have that formula to um, go, go through them. doesn't meet your passion and purpose. Can you add value? Can you leverage it? If it fails, will it sink you? Um, Does it inspire you and does it motivate you? Then, those are the six opportunity criteria, then your intuition and your decisiveness. If you utilise that, you have an amazing formula to be an amazing lifestyle entrepreneur. But you've got to get rid of some things. So what have you got to get rid of? Well, firstly, doing things just for the money. That's the first thing that's got to go say no more often than you say yes. And that means you might end up doing a lot of things initially that seem to be a waste of time. For instance, um, you may have just come from a meeting where you decided to do something for somebody and whereas actually now listening to this, you think, I should have said no to that. Well, guess what? If you had have said no, you would have just wasted maybe half an hour and an hour at that meeting. But by saying yes, now you've invoked yourself in a journey with this person who may waste more of your time, cost you money and you might not be inspired by that whole journey. So, the next thing you've got to get rid of is your phone. Hang on, I'll say that again. Get rid of your phone. But Mike, my phone is my lifeblood. This is how I do business. No, no, no. Your phone is there for you to use and not for other people to use to annoy you. Meaning this, Never give out your phone number. No, don't bother. You're not going to lose too much business doing that. And what you do, you'll make up somewhere else because of all the extra time that you'll have. Never give out your phone number. Don't get addicted to your phone. Certainly don't send notifications to your phone. It's going to take all of your time. And by the way, if you want to move, then guess what? You're going to spend a lot on roaming as you move around the world if you um, are still doing business on your phone. Let me see. I'm just going to open my phone here. I haven't thought about doing this. I'm just going to quickly go to the phone section and I'm going to have a look at when the most recent calls that I made was. Um, Three days ago, I had a Skype audio on my phone. I can't really call that. When was the last phone call? Um, A week ago was my last phone call that came in. Don't know who that was. And before that, boy, oh, boy, my last one was over a month ago before that. So there you go. So I seem to be handling it all right, Um, running a business, going around the world without a phone, so I'm sure you can as well. You need to have a different relationship with your phone. The next one is you need to get rid of printers and paper. Boy, it's trouble dragging printers around and doing everything like that. Everything can be virtual these days. I think it would be probably three to four times a year where I need to print something um, in a business like mine, and I even if you're a real estate agent listening to this, I know real estate agents who have a paperless office, so don't think that you can't have one. I know accountants with a paperless office, so don't think that you can't have one as well. Um, there are plenty of documents, even if you have to get paper, or get it scanned, get it online straight away. Next thing you've got to get rid of is your office. Why do you even need this? Does it make you feel good sitting behind that big desk? looking into your white wall, wondering why everybody else is having fun and you're not, and get rid of all your crap. Have a look at this picture here. Some of you, that's going to be your shed at home. That's going to be your business. That's going to be your desk. What is that about? You know, one of the best things you can do in these days is absolutely declutter. Declutter everything. Just start throwing stuff out. Oh, but Mike, I need it. Well, I would suggest that if you really think you need it, think about the last time when you used it was and if it was over two years ago throw it out oh if it's sentimental take a photo of it so you've got that put it in an album put it as a screensaver on your on your tv or something like that you see it more often than stuck in the cupboard in your garage and then throw it out or sell it the last thing that you've got to get rid of is your email why get rid of email well this is from Lundy jack personally who doesn't do anything on email anymore i still do email but I'm down to a third the amount of emails that I used to have before because email turns you into a responsive reactive person not a proactive person in other words you're constantly responding to what others want to do or what you others want you to do for them that's not necessarily a great way to run a business you may think that it's good but it's not good and Um, I'm pretty sure you don't see Richard Branson, Warren Buffett and those guys responding to people all of the time. So there's some things you have to get rid of, but what must you embrace? Well, there's some internal and some external influences here that you really have to embrace. So I'm going to start with external. I call it the trilogy of technology. And these are things outside that can really help you. The first one is the cloud. Get everything that you can into the cloud, not just your photos, not just your iTunes, but get all of your documents into the cloud. This computer that I'm talking to you on at the moment, um, my nice MacBook here that I've had for about 11 months now, you know, it'd be really bad if I dropped coffee on it, it'd be terrible if somebody stole it, but everything that's on there is not on my laptop. It's all on the cloud, including this presentation that you're viewing right now. So get your stuff on the cloud It's going to make you mobile. It's going to mean that you can take weekends and go somewhere with your family and you can access all your documents if you need to. Next one is embrace mobile technology. You know, uh, we I think it was 2014 January that the statistic finally went that more people are doing business on mobile technology than on fixed technology like computers. That's not changing, folks. So... With that, you need to get mobile. Use apps, work out what some of the apps are that you can utilize to make your business and your life more simple. And by the way, if you want to know what does make your business and your life more simple, I'm going to share a few soon, but here's the key. If they've probably sold for a billion dollars or more, chances are they're making your life more simple. And lastly, externally, you're going to have to embrace the power of social media. Start talking to people through social media Um, A lot more people are doing business, business to business on LinkedIn and business to consumer on things like Pinterest, WhatsApp, Facebook, of course. I can't tell you in the last year how many deals I've heard people do on WhatsApp these days. So there's some external things. Let's look at some internal things. Mastering your values. That's a big one. To, um, To become a lifestyle entrepreneur, one of the first things that you need to do is you need to look inside and say, what are my personal values? Now I can tell you what mine are. Lundy and I share them, their freedom, that's a big one, their fun is another one. Beauty, meaning we like to work with um, beautiful scenes in front of us and with people who have beautiful hearts. Um, obviously travel is a huge one for us and love. So anything we don't love, we don't do. Um, we wanna see the world, we wanna travel more, they're our values. So you gotta master your own values. What are they? And never compromise them. Some of you out there listening to this spend every day compromising your values and you're wondering why your life sucks and why you're unhappy and that's why you're on this call. And it can be as simple as getting a handle on your values. The second one is you've got to actually start to outsource. In other words, don't try and hold on to everything yourself. There's so many people in the world that are better at doing some of the tasks that you don't really want to do than you. So if you ever need any brilliant outsourcing, contact me. I'll put you on to a friend of mine who runs an amazing outsourcing company with 450 staff just waiting to work for you. And the third one is your ability to build a team. And that means even if it's outsourced, so many people go, oh, I'm just a small business. Why do I need to outsource? Or why do I need to build a team? Well, you need to build a team. Your accountant's on your team, your lawyer's on your team, You know, you might have your social media person on your team. There's many different ways to build a team. Make sure that they all know your vision, your values and your mission, where you're going as well. And that way you can empower them and inspire them to just do amazing things for you. See, one of the greatest ways, I think, is to be able to create online content as any sort of entrepreneur and do things in an online way. And this can really help you as a lifestyle entrepreneur. Uh, One of the things we invested in heavily this year is learning the art of doing webinars, and we've done a lot of them. Uh, We've had 6,500 people on one webinar where I just spoke on that webinar, so we've really got a handle on it. And the key thing there is that people are selling all sorts of things by webinar these days. They're selling hot dog stands in New York by webinar. We came across that one recently. In America, they're selling firearms by webinar, I wouldn't suggest you do that in Australia, you'll go straight to jail. But there's many different products, not just information products that you can sell by webinar. And of course, do you have a book in you? Because having a book in you is going to get you noticed, it's gonna make you an expert in your field. And I remember right back in 2008, a guy came in Sydney, Australia, a guy came to one of my courses and said, Mike, I love what you say about books. But what I do is I run a business that paints signs on cars. So why should I write a book? And my response was, who in your industry has ever written one? He said, no one. I said, well, there's your answer. So therefore, if you write the book on it, then that's the book that everybody else is going to read. And it's also the book that you can show your customers, hey, we wrote the book on this. That's why you should deal with us. So we're experts in actually having um, a book and showing people how to write books, um, on the left here you see Andrew Fleming, uh, amazing guy from Taranaki in New Zealand. We uh, helped him get on his journey, which uh, a couple of years later got his book out there and that's led him to actually have a great lifestyle, really, of becoming a speaker, speaking on his book. Um, Ultimate Wealth there with Lisa Dudson, the author of many books, and then Glenn Levy, Standing in Stillness, which really got his brand noticed a uh, a number of years ago when that book came out as well. I've got a great offer for you today. Um, If you're live on our um, Entrepreneur Summit, if you're listening to this live, um, I've got a phenomenal offer because our author writing package that Andrew went through was $3,600. And that $3,600 was coaching that we put together with um, a whole range of experts that we brought to Andrew. He went through that process some years back. Then we took that process and we put it online uh, a couple of years back, and we've been marketing that ever si- since called Right Speak, and Train. That's a package that's $495 um, that you can access online. For If you're on our Lifestyle Entrepreneur Summit, I've got an amazing offer. The link's down below, and you can literally go there, and for 72 hours only, you can get that, for 10% of what we charge for it at any other time. I've never done this before, but it's there. Write, speak and train. Go and have a look at it. Just click on the link and have a look at it either now or or it'll open in another tab or after this call, it's there for 72 hours only for $149.50. It's 36 video modules, workbooks and eight MP3s taking you not only through the book writing process, but also through how to actually get your message out as a speaker, as a writer, as a trainer, which adds an immense um, value to any entrepreneur to know this stuff. So it's absolutely bargain basement giveaway, 72 hours only, go and take that. I'm gonna move on. Right. So what technologies do you need to create, sell, and service your products online? Well, firstly, what I would suggest you do is start to create your own app. This is our app here and uh, we can promote programs on it, it's got all of our events, it's got access to our online content, it's got the latest news, everything on there, and the other beautiful thing is that people play with their apps while they're sitting waiting for meetings and stuff at cafes, so if you have an app, you're always top of mind. So to have the technologies that you need to create, sell and service products online, um, then... Use things like Xero, that's an accountancy package. You might have MYOB or something else. But Xero is a brilliant app. Uh, a company valued at over $4 billion now. That started by three guys basically in a garage in New Zealand. Um, I can tell the level of my business and where it's sitting at any time in real time just by using their app. It's absolutely amazing. I know who's paid me, who hasn't paid me, who I owe money to. And I can do profit and loss statements and everything in real time. Phenomenal. Fiverr. If you're not using Fiverr or you haven't tried it, go and try something simple on Fiverr. We've had presentations designed. We've had voiceovers done for corporate videos. We've had um, intro videos done. We've had all sorts of things done on Fiverr. Fiverr.com. Crowdfunding. If you've never done crowdfunding, why not fund a project on on Indiegogo or one of the crowdfunding sites, uh, Kickstarter or something like that. It's fun. Set it up and actually use it. I've funded books. I've funded part of our film. I've funded an album I did with uh, my old band on crowdfunding. um, And I've also contributed to so many different things on crowdfunding. One of the best things I've, I've contributed to on crowdfunding is a little earpiece that you put into your ear And basically you program the language and I can say it's Spanish, I go to Spain, people speak in Spanish to me and I hear it in English in my ear. Phenomenal stuff. You must have some brilliant ideas. So use crowdfunding. Go and check that out. Storefront Social. If you've just got a Facebook account and you want to sell things on Facebook, then I definitely suggest something called Storefront Social. Makes it simple to sell on Facebook. Como well, that's what that app that you're looking at the pictures there of is made on, so Como.com. You can very simply, I made I made the Rock Your Life app with no experience, never built an app before in 45 minutes. So, and it looks good. So I definitely suggest that you do something with Como or one of the other app builders. Mag, Magisto. Magisto is a way to drive traffic um, to your site and also when somebody clicks on it, um, it's going to have... Um, It has a pixel which repeats on their Facebook page and their social media. So every time they go to their Facebook or social media page, your ad will be there, which is fantastic. And webs or Wix is the other one that we're using these days too, which is free website software. It's really simple. I can build a website for any product or service inside of a couple of hours on it, absolutely free. So that's what I'd suggest you use some technologies to help you create, sell, and service your products online. But before you do any of that, you need to know one big thing, and this is where a lot of entrepreneurs fail, you need to know who you really want as your client. Now, Dave isn't really that short, but he is there with our tallest client there, Rink De Vries, uh, from uh, actually Cape Town in South Africa. Rink's quite tall. To give you an idea that Darnie there, uh, another one of our great clients, also from Cape Town, on the left there is six foot three. So that'll give you a good idea. (laughs) <laughs> who do you really want as your client so here's the thing folks do you actually know where your money comes from so here's an exercise to do go and have a look at your current client base take the top 20 clients and analyze who they are and when I say top 20 I'm talking about the people who you've made the most money from who are they what's their what's their profile what age groups are they what's their demographic what's their psychographic in other words What's their big why behind why they do what they do? What are they interested in? You'll start to see trends there, which means that you've got a particular client who whatever you do appeals to. So check that out. Pareto's principle, 80-20 rule. 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients. You're probably spending 80% of your time servicing you know, um, 20% of your clients that, or the clients that bring you 20% of your revenue. Sack them. Get rid of the bottom 20% of your clients. Send them on to somebody else who who will work with them better than you. So what can you trim? Really trim off your clients. You know, I know building lists is very important these days, but I have to tell you that building lists is overrated in many respects because unless you prune a tree, you're just going to have a very ugly overgrown tree. But if you start pruning it regularly, you're going to have a really beautiful tree. Now, if you want to be any sort of lifestyle entrepreneur, you're going to have to use time management. Um, Top five time management tips, and here's a lady you can check out as well, uh, Robin Pierce, uh, Grip.com. She's a time management expert. Uh, She's got some fantastic time management tips. Um, As I said already, uh, the use of your phone. Don't let your phone use you. Make sure you use your phone. So turn off your notifications would be a really big, that I would suggest that you do that way you're not driving traffic to your phone and it's not beeping all the time get rid of paper I've always said that make email a game I still have email but I've cut it down to about a third of what it used to be and email game for me is to try and do all of my emails in 45 minutes a day that's the game so therefore some of you who are my clients will get emails from me if you ask me a question uh, you might get two words in the answer because that's all the answer needs to be. Sometimes if you ask an opinion, you might get yes, I agree as an answer. Right, so make email again. Block all notifications from anything. Don't have your email notification sent to you, you know, your email inbox telling you that somebody's just accepted your friend request. You know, all that stuff, just really manage this stuff and set some time aside for research. More time you can spend in research, the less time you'll be mucking around once you get into it. Next, for those of you that have a a job and not entrepreneurs, I wanna tell you about the lifestyle intrapreneur because the face of work is changing. These are two of my best friends, Pete and Di there. Um, Di works for the government. Yep, she's in Australia and she works for the government. And recently, about a year ago, she went to her manager and said, um, I would like to reorganise reorganize my job and what I'm prepared to do is I'm prepared to work longer hours but I want three months a year off. And can you imagine saying that to, in a government job to your manager that you want three months a year off? The manager looked at her and said, that's a darn good idea. I'd like three months off a year as well. Why don't we trial it and see if it works? And if it does, maybe I'll take it as well. So guess what? Now Dyer has three months a year off. Um, where they can travel, do whatever they want to do in that three months. So you can do that in a job, become an entrepreneur. Just ask questions, reorganize your life in a better way. But why are you so scared of this change? Why is this such a big dark cloud becoming a lifestyle entrepreneur? I mean, you're on this call and you're still with me. You're at 34 minutes and 20 seconds into this call with me. And yet, you still may be scared. You still may be thinking, this is okay for Mike, but he doesn't understand me. Well, I'm telling you, there's some reasons why that is. Number one, you might be keeping up with the Joneses. Number two, you might say, but I have commitments. Everybody has commitments. Stop keeping up with the Joneses. It's okay for you, Mike. You're lucky. I'll get to that one soon. What will others say? But I have a routine. Now, let's deal with each of these because they're big ones. So many people are trying to keep up with the Joneses, which means they've got the big mortgage, the big car, etc. Right? And they're buying the best suits and putting that on their credit cards, getting into their best car, which is you know on loan, going from their big house, which they've also got a big payment for, to a job that they have to do that they don't like so that they can pay for all of those things. doesn't make sense to me. Tell the Joneses, up your nose, We don't care about you anymore. And by doing that, downsize your car. That would be a great place to start. Why do you need a new car? Get a five-year-old car. They're equally as serviceable and a hell of a lot cheaper. Um, Do you really need all this space? Do you really need this big mansion? If you decluttered and downsized, what could you live in which could save you an awful lot of money and maybe even allow you to buy a second place somewhere? But Mike, I have commitments. Everybody in the world has commitments. Everybody has family. Everybody has bills that they have to pay. It's the way in which you organise them and it's the way in which you communicate to them. You know, um, about a little over a year ago, I took an eight-month sabbatical, actually, Landy and I did. So I have commitments. One of my biggest commitments is to my business partners and Dave Rogers wasn't taking a sabbatical. So I went to Dave and said, Dave, do you mind if I take some time off? It could be three months, it could be six months. He said, no, go for it. So there's the first thing. I got absolute approval. Then we agreed on what he would need to do to sort of hold the fort, if you like. Then I told my clients, hey, I'm going on sabbatical. It doesn't mean you can't contact me, but I'd really appreciate it if I'm not talking to you every single day of the week like I normally do. And guess what? Everybody was really respectful. I had some great client meetings. I caught up with people, went out for dinner, but it was more social. I didn't lose one client in that whole time because of that. So, third thing is you have commitments, what about to your children, etc, etc. Oh yeah, well maybe they'd like an adventure as well. Oh, but you know, isn't it important to have them in school? Well, isn't it important to show them how the world works? It's up to you. It's okay for you, you're lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I'm just very well planned and I know exactly what I want and what is right for me and what isn't. And I know that my values. So I'm not lucky, I just know my values and I make everything work around my values. What will others say? Actually, you're going to disturb quite a lot of people. You're going to disturb some of your friends who haven't got the guts to do this. You're going to disturb maybe people in your family. But this is leadership, folks, because they're probably wanting to do this as well. They probably want to break away from it and they're too scared to as well. But if they see you doing it, they may just do it. But I have a routine. Well, actually, so do I. I have a routine also. It's just a different routine and you'll develop a different routine. So don't worry about that. You can still go to the gym at eight o'clock in the morning, whether you live in Paraguay, Paris or Pennsylvania, doesn't matter. So what are five steps to lifestyle? Firstly, is you have to secure your baseline income. In other words, to live where you want, do what you want, with who you want, when you want, you have to have some sort of income or have some sort of personal wealth. So you need to secure that baseline revenue. So that means systems and processes to make that revenue happen so that you can um, basically toddle off and do whatever you want. So you're going to need systems and processes around that. Um, if you buy Speak, Write and Train, which is my offer for you today, um, you're going to get a lot of systems in that. There's a lot of systemization. Go and have a look at it again. Um, click on the link or just go to www.rockyourlifeshop.com. Dot com, rockyourlifeshop.com and then find, speak, Right and train. Um, it's a special price there of $149.50 uh, which is 10% of what we normally sell it for and just have a look at what's in it and I think you'll get this. You'll get the fact that there's so many systems in there for you to secure a baseline. In fact, to secure an online revenue baseline just like I'm doing now, Okay. And because I'm recording this, it's going to take me about 40 minutes. But the fact of the matter is many of you are going to buy that program while I'm asleep. That's what's going to happen. Just decide to do it. J-F-D-I. The J stands for just. um, The D stands for do. And the I stands for it. I'm not sure why the F's there. But anyway, you'll work that one out. So just do it. Fine-tune your outsourcing. In other words, learn to become an outsourcing expert. Learn to actually move stuff that you don't like to do or stuff you're not good at to people who are much better at it than you who'll do it well. Work on your time management. Get your time back. Um, All of the best and most wealthiest people I know have all of their time. Um, They're very rarely busy at all. And the reason why is because they're putting systems in place to control doomsayers, doubters, and distractors that just come into their life and make it hard for them. And they also control the way that they interact with clients. And make everything fun and do cool projects. Just do cool projects. If you want to know where to start with this, start with doing one project. Um, The way in which uh, Landy started as a lifestyle entrepreneur is she literally basically took an iPad and went to Greece for a few weeks and made sure that her business could run from an iPad while she was away. And that was a fun little thing, so make it fun. As I said, finally, add that fun always. Make sure you take your family and your loved ones and your cute dog with you as well on your journey. Folks, I hope that you've got some real value out of that. I've been really fast and speedy. Um, you can go back and look at this again if you didn't have your um, workbook with you. Thanks for being on board with us. Thanks for supporting us. And I really hope to um, get some Feedback from some of you that have actually taken on board some of what we've shared here and send us some feedback in 3, 6, 12 months time and tell us how your life's changed and improved because of this. I'll catch you around.